Kia you listening to the Invisible Sensei podcast. It's the end of a long hot day. I'm in my little private training area, which we call the Portacom in Aotearoa, where I live. And I was just reflecting on a couple of things, one of which is the title for this particular podcast. And I think I shall call this one The Price You Pay. So yes, The Price You Pay. Very very strange title but I was thinking thinking about it in terms of the importance of body conditioning body conditioning is an interesting thing particularly for me growing up doing it really I guess doing uh, Gojuru Karate and prior to that Kyokushinkai as, as a young man as a kid I was very aware of contact and very aware through judo and jiu-jitsu as a younger man, the importance of contact for obvious reasons in those arts. Now, something which is very popular is the arm pounding, the body conditioning. The, you see it a lot in styles like wechiru and gojiru and kyokushinkai and those styles that do kata like sanchin or include that sort of kata within their syllabus. I'm talking about the kind of body conditioning that we do as a practice outside of Sanchin. It's always interesting for me when I see people do Sanchin and um, the slapping and the um, breaking of boards over forearms and so on and so forth. I don't know if that was the original intent of that kata. It's not my intent when I perform that kata, but hey, I'm very low on the totem pole. So each to their own. Now I'm talking about the kind of body conditioning that happens when you're working with a partner and you know you're practicing the actual art of contact now one of the benefits of that for me is it's shock proofing not only your body which you can do to a limited degree let's be honest there's some areas of your body which you can't condition but also the idea of receiving impact I think with the prevalence of sport karate and the nature of it, that it is a chess game and you're trying to create, I suppose, definitive techniques which approximate the one technique, one knockout kind of approach. I think it's really easy to get caught up in believing that, especially if you're a younger practitioner, that that is combat. For me, I have been in situations because of the nature of my work in which I've had to use uh, my martial arts background. And I mean that in the sense of sometimes it's just executing a, a break for being able to hit the ground and not hurt, hurt oneself. Um, there's been occasions that I've had to do more than that. But the purpose of this podcast is for me not to talk about that. But what it has given me an appreciation for is the importance of being able to not only inflict impact but to receive it you see it time and time again in certain dojo where people who are perhaps not as used to contact get hit and the first thing that goes through their mind is panic now I like there's a saying I believe that's attributed to the Gracie to a member of the Gracie family although I do 
apologise because I'm not sure which one. Perhaps one of you dear listeners could enlighten me to who actually said it. I'm, I'm thinking it's one of the Gracie, the famous Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Gracie family. And this particular practitioner said, everyone's got a plan. Everyone's a black belt until they get hit. And then they're a brown belt. And then they're a yellow belt. And then they're a white belt. I think it's so true. I think one of the ways that Karate can be of benefit is to train in a way that helps you to become used to and be able to accept contact. Uh, the, the element of actually being hit, of blocking a hard technique. And I don't mean that in an extreme sense. Obviously you can't, you can't block a spinning hot kick or a crowbar or whatever else is, is coming at your head with your forehead. Um, no matter how good your atamaski is, and no matter how good your headbutts are. But what you can do is if you get a good kick, a, a strike perhaps to the midsection, to the legs, um, to the trunk, being able to absorb, accept, and move on from such trauma can be life-saving. And it can be life-saving in the sense that it gives you the peace of mind that you're able to accept a certain amount of damage and come up with solutions under pressure solutions which hopefully will take you away from any sort of conflict but if not solutions that will help you resolve that conflict I'm a big believer in contact I'm a big believer in the value of it but I'm also a big believer in doing it in a considered scientific if there is such a thing and progressive manner rather than getting out there and hitting people and hurting people and hurting ourselves and getting into these false displays of macho behaviour. For me, I think that we spend a lot of time looking at the cosmetic effects of that stuff. You know, it becomes, for want of a better word, a pissing competition. Who's the strongest? Who's the hardest? Who's the fastest? Who can hit hardest? Who can make their forearms glow? All the rest of that. But what it's doing for me and what it does in essence is prepare one for the shock of getting hit. It has been my experience at times that in order within the dojo that if you're sparring or you're working on a technique and you're doing some free sparring, some nandori or kumite, that you have to be prepared to accept a blow to give one. So I want to say to you that if your training is without that aspect, if you don't have a good training partner, there's lots of ways that you can find to approximate that stuff. Makiwara, um, you know, using contact to, in solo drills, I mean, it's really up to you, be creative, but contact is important, but do it safely, do it correctly, do it progressively. And most of all, do it in a way which makes sense. Filter it through your, your ability to critically analyse your training. Filter it through your common sense and do what makes sense. Don't be swayed by all these wonderful YouTube videos of people breaking boards across their forums and uh, toe-tip kicking. I mean, I don't disrespect any of that stuff. That's incredible. But what I'm saying is, Get there to a dojo and get some contact under your belt. 
because your karate, your practice, your approach will be the better for it. So will your students. And so will you when you most need it. And of course, the juxtaposition to that is I hope you never get into a situation where you do. Anyway, I hope you're well. I'll drop my email on this description for this podcast thank you so much for listening i'm always keen to hear from anyone who's out there in karate land and martial arts land and listening it's always nice to hear from you guys if you have any suggestions love to hear from you anyway i hope you're well train responsibly train hard get us good sweat up but most importantly don't give up talk to you soon guys thanks so much and this has been my podcast the price we have to pay. <laughs>